When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Q. Hello, happy Thursday. It's not happy Thursday, is it? It's not. It's not. This is episode 172 of Back of the Net. Hello, you're right. I'm Sam. Bournemouth lost to Southampton last night in a sorry showing at Dean Court, which saw the Saints pull out of the relegation zone thanks to an early Che Adams header. Gary O'Neill's men, well, we barely posed a threat against an under-fire Hootles team, but... It was a determined and disciplined performance from them up the road that saw them rightfully, and we're going to say it now, rightfully, leave with all three points. Later in the show, we're going to get the reaction from right outside the ground. You may have watched it live at the stadium. You may have watched it on Amazon. But also, you may have watched it from the pub. Maybe a Green King pub. And if you use their season ticket app, well, there are plenty of offers that you get with it. And we're here to tell you all about it. Green King pubs, they're up and down the country locally. There's the Brunswick, the Richmond Arms, the Broadway, plenty in Bournemouth and Paul. And they're the home of pub sport. And they're an ideal place to have a drink and some food before the game. Now, their season ticket sports app is a free download on Android or iOS. And the benefits of having the app, including 10% off a range of drinks one hour before, during and after any televised matches at a Green King. You've also got your, your booking functionality to secure your table before you get there. There are games on the app with instant prizes. Plus, plus we've got something special for you as well. Because if you use the code BOTN when you sign up, you can unlock some beautiful offers and discounts, including 
a free drink the first time you download it. A soft drink, a pint, a hot drink, whatever you want. Use the code BOTN. How is this free? Or just head to your app store, search season ticket to download. Remember, it's green with an E at the end. And if you can't make it to the game, visit a Green King Sports pub. They're your home of pub sport. It's where the fans go. Right, here's the Saints' opinion then. Q-Tigs. Here we are outside Dean Court. Uh, unfortunately, a 1-0 loss to them up the road. Uh, not the most exciting of games by any means. Ethan. Not a lot of people stopping to speak to us today, and I can understand why. How are you feeling right now? Okay, well, we've had six games unbeaten. Yeah. It's going to come to an end at some point, isn't it? Yeah. But it's Southampton. They're better than us. I can admit it now, they're better than us, but we don't have that much attacking force as we did, obviously, but we could have had so much more. But not meant to be today. Not meant to be today. Bit frustrating in other games we've played, maybe where we've been behind, or even even at Fulham at the weekend, where we we showed a bit more fight, a bit more drive. That, that just seemed to be lacking a little bit today, yeah. didn't it? It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Is yeah. is that because we're at home? What, what do you think it might be? I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I thought we'll be like okay, but the passes were a bit sloppy and yeah. like we didn't really know what's, what we were doing because yes, we're coming up against a very good side, but so much more to come but we need more we need help in attack yeah. midfield defense we're okay just attack we need help the uh, the, the goal that we conceded I, I, I didn't get a very good view from it where I was but it did look a little bit like a, it looked like a free header to me it looked like yeah. no one was picking up seems to be something that's happening you know quite a lot doesn't it, it yeah. kind of allowing those free headers in yeah, we should be straight on it. It's what you got to do in this league. You've got to be straight on it. No, mark everyone. No free headers. But what we've gone and done, got punished. Got punished. West Ham next, mate. Yeah. How, how are you feeling about that? Mm, they're not in the greatest of forms, yeah. but I think we could get something like a point. Uh, might be pushing it a bit, maybe three points, but. Got to change something. Got to change something. Got to change something. Thanks, yeah. Ethan. Good to see you, buddy. Up All the best. Up shows. Hey, Ben, you all right? Oh, God. <laughs> deflated well, after that. It is a little bit deflating, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It is a little bit deflating. <laughs> it's a shame it's them as well. Now, that, yeah. Gary O'Neill now, he's, that's his first defeat. That's yeah. his first defeat. So what kind of what kind of reaction do you think we can expect from that? Um, I, I think we need to come out expansively from the off against West Ham because it was it seemed very similar to, to, to the championship performance last year like yeah. under Scott Parker and what we've experienced in the last two years um, but I think the reaction that we need to see we, we need to attack more we need to have we need to be more free-flowing because it seemed we were very like frigid in the attacking third yeah. you know I, I couldn't really see us doing much we had a few chances in the second half but to be honest we there, there, there was no time in the game where I thought like oh we, we should have scored there yeah to be honest um, but yeah we, we, ju we just need to create more I, d I don't know if that maybe means changes because I don't think Tavernier was great today I'm, I'm not gonna lie I think we struggled there um, but yeah we, we I, I think we need to change something in the starting lineup because I think second half against Fulham and this 90 was it just seemed a bit same old it felt to me that Southampton did a better job of doing what we normally do than what yeah. we did. You know, in terms of frustrating and then kind of catching on the catching the other team on the off chance. 
we didn't create a lot of chances, as you said, but yeah. um, what do you think the solution to that might be? Um, I mean, it's, it's maybe just... I, I think we need someone like Jaden Anthony who would just, who would just yeah. run at them. So for like Tavernier, he seemed, he seemed a bit sceptical, to be honest, like in the way that he was just going about his game today. Um, so I think if, if Jaden Ante was to start against West Ham, I, I would I would like to see someone like that. And I think Zamora as well, he really likes to attack and get forward. So if if, if we could have them two starting against West Ham and linking up, then that would be nice to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it's just so deflating because it couldn't. It, I, I don't want to be negative, but it probably couldn't have come at a worse time, to be honest. You know, they're our rivals, mm. and now we've got two hard games. West Ham, they're a good side, even though they lost to Liverpool today. Yeah. And um, Tottenham, Tottenham after that, you know, yeah. they're a good side. But, you know, you, you never know. It's Bournemouth. We, we, we like to pick up some good results. Finish me on something positive quickly, Ben. Um, <laughs> at least it wasn't nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well done. I can say. Super. Right, Hi, how are you doing? You okay? Good, yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, game wasn't great game wasn't great was that what you expected today um yeah i expected us to come with a bit of a different approach playing like local rivals yeah thought we lacked a bit of attacking play today should have started maybe a keeper more played Uh it up to him yeah we were missing that zamora on the left maybe yeah bit of attacking spark really bring some goals in it's interesting that um that gary o'neill kind of kept the same 11 but actually he changed a few things around so we tried uh, Adam Smith back on the right and then Fredericks on the left but it didn't it didn't really seem to I don't know what he was trying to do but it didn't seem to really do whatever it was <laughs> no it didn't really work I think we should have just kept something at the back yeah you know just kept how it was I think the rotation kind of confused you know the back it was interesting to see some different subs though today. So uh, seeing Suzuki Dembele come on, see Junior Stanislas come on, Joe Rothwell came on. I mean, for Bournemouth getting these players back, it's going to take a while, isn't it? But do you think we could see something good from them? Yeah, maybe in the future. Maybe yeah. they hopefully get back to their old form. But for now, I don't know. Maybe just keep some of them on until they're match ready. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, so uh, going forward, then, uh, gentlemen, if I get a a man of the match actually from me for, for today Lewis Cook Lewis Cook Lewis yeah. Cook it's Lewis, Lewis Cook yeah it's Lewis 100%. Cook yeah Lewis Cook today thought he was really good he's the only one that fought today he was the only one that did really put it in everyone else didn't really some of them did it's just it was just so bad and who was it Fredericks Fredericks was not good today okay he was losing his fitness in the game he was just so bad he did look pretty tired when he came off and he has played a, a lot of games yeah, kind of back to back hasn't he yeah. okay thank you gentlemen thanks for coming on Cheers. must appreciate it hello, hello. right um, oh, I've had a lot of people coming on and they're not very happy no so I mean the thing is we knew it was going to come to an end you know we were under no illusion that it would go on forever yeah but I think that the fact that it, it ended at Saints and not maybe against West Ham I think that's really what put a downer on this because you know it is a it is a rivalry and when you don't win a rivalry of course you're going to be a bit upset but you know Gary O'Neill's done a magnificent job keeping a win streak this long as a newly promoted side I mean it's certainly a difficult one but I think we, we did well and I just think we we just lacked a bit of clinicality a little bit of clinicality, a little bit of something extra up front. Dom Solanke was kind of all over the place again, you know, really, really trying to drive the team. Lewis Cook had a good game. Was there anyone else that kind of stood out to either of you having a good game today? 
Um, I think Sanessi had quite a good game as well because he was just doing his job and just playing it really, really well. So I think he was pretty good. Quite top man. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay, yeah. well, onwards and upwards then, gents. Let's hope we get something at the next game. Definitely. I mean, um, Hasenhut was a good manager. Oh. Southampton are a good side. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's, it's a shame that it, it's ended against them. But, yeah, uh, as you said, onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Break it up a little bit. Tom? Okay. Hey, all right, gentlemen, we're going to do man of the match really quick. So I'm going to get through. There's a few more people just arrived. We'll get through as many as we can, okay? So a man of the match for you today. Um, uh, Chris Mepps. Chris Mepps. Yeah, it stayed on the pitch as well, didn't it? Which is great. Sanessi. Sanessi. So both centre-backs, both defenders. Do you think they could have done something better with that goal that they, they, we conceded though today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. Did you see who man, whose man it was, who should have been marking? No, because I wasn't. We were at far end. Yeah, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it either. Yeah. Are we going to win at West Ham, boys? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this time I'm going to be there. You're gonna, you are or you're not? I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We'll find you after the game. Thank you so much, gentlemen. All the best. And you, didn't, you, you didn't want to come on. It's no. <laughs> fed up. It had to be then, didn't it? It had to be then. Uh, yeah, disappointing. Uh, we probably didn't deserve to lose, but we didn't test keeper enough. No. Again, let the silly goal. Uh, well worth goal from their perspective, but uh, silly goal. And then they had something to hang on to, didn't they? And that's what they did. Uh, they tactically were better than us today. I didn't really understand the changes. I, I worked it out at the start of the game. We started with Fredericks on the left in a back five. And then 15 minutes in, he switched Fredericks to yeah. the right. And then 30 minutes in, he had Smith at left centre-back. He mixed, he mixed that back five three times in the space of half an hour. I don't really know what we were doing. I think, again, we said a few times said on the weekend, but you thought we got away with it with a point. But Keith them all with like four minutes to go. Like we're crossing balls all game. There's no one in there. Yeah. Um, and we were watching it there and saying, you yeah, know, Dom's got to do so much for this team. It's unbelievable. The amount he's been asked to do is, is outrageous. And I think, yeah, Keith Ball should have come on earlier. And then if I'm, if I'm Zamora and Anthony, I'm scratching my head, yeah. going, don't want to sign a new deal. Why am I not coming on the pitch? We haven't had a left back all game. Uh, I don't know why Zamora didn't come on. Fredericks was out of his like he was on his on his on his last legs at the end. Um, chucked on Rothwell and Stanislas didn't look fully fit, especially Stanislas just didn't look right. Dembele's got some tricks and that, but he lost the ball more than he done anything with it. If yeah. we're honest, I know it looks good on the eye, didn't really do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's not they've been good recently, but today Christian Tavernier in, in particular, I thought were really poor. Set pieces were poor. But yeah, again, we had all the play in the second half, but how many saves did Bazuna have to make? And that's the, that's the frustration. But yeah. yeah, it's a shame it had to be them. Uh, saw a few flares go off. They were doing the old big, big celebration at the end, so fair play to them. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting now to see how we react when it's the first time we've lost under O'Neill. So see how we react at West Ham. Difficult game, we've got West Ham and then Tottenham. So really difficult games, followed by Leeds. So yeah, we see how we react now. But yeah, it just weren't quality. Like, it'd be, if we didn't let in that first goal, Maybe win it, and if we get an early goal, second half, who knows? But we just didn't, we didn't do enough, mate. I don't know what you think, but I just don't no, think we did enough. The thing that I don't, I, I'm sort of trying to get my head around it, and I and I have praised O'Neill yeah, in yeah, the past same. for like approaching games different ways, but sometimes I just feel like he, he plays around with things a little bit too much. Yeah. When he started that same eleven, I thought, okay, well let's line up the same then. Yeah. If you're going to do that, but then you, but he didn't. So he's trying to put kind of yeah. square pegs in round holes, isn't he? It's it felt odd. It felt we we said it after the Leicester game, like. Because before the game, we were like, why Smith left side? Yeah. And they thought, okay, he's watching Madison. Makes sense. Today, there's no reason for it. Um, and then, well, clearly not, because after 15 minutes, he, he changed it around a bit. Um, 
but yeah, the some of the tweaks and that, and like you say, it felt like every five minutes someone was moving moving position. So there was no there was no balance there really. But again, I just think it's that same story we were talking about last season. I think Dom's just too isolated so much. Um, so you know, when we we had a lot of the ball, I thought Lewis was all right at times trying to drive us on, but he's looking up at times, beating a man and going, I haven't really Ooh, got much. Yeah. And the only option I've got is to put it wide, put a ball in the box. And there's no one in there, and Keith Moore's coming on too late for me. Uh, I really do think that. I think that. Kiefer should be coming on. I mean, in that sort of game, I think just chuck him on half time if you have to. Especially um, if you're going to deliver it from out wide all the yeah, time. Yeah, and you know, you know what they're going to do. They've got they've yeah. got a lead to hold on to. They're going to sit deep, and they're going to invite crosses. So let's because soon as Kiefer will come on, we started getting a few headers yeah. and then knockdowns and the half chances, and it just didn't fall for us. But yeah, it was a shame. Um, thought we were st- we were still pretty. You know, apart from one moment, we were still pretty compact again defensively, but just didn't offer enough. It was one of them. We've probably been due it. I mean. I want to see the. I just don't understand why it's not handball. By the way, I don't understand it. When you look at the consistency of it, they, we fire across him, it hits him straight on the arm. It hits him straight on the arm. Doesn't get looked at. I don't. I. I. I can't get my head around that at all. I thought we'd got one there off previous, but we're still due one. So if it'll come at West Ham, mate. But yeah, absolutely gutted. So I think the time that we get a, a handball go our way, the celebration is going to be bigger than a goal yeah. celebration, mate. Well, hopefully it's a little birthday treat waiting for me on Monday, mate. So yeah, so. yeah it'll take a few days, but then we've got that. We've got our game to bounce back on Monday night, so hopefully it'll be all right. But um, cheers for getting me on quick, because I'm going to go and have a pint and drama sorrows. Yeah, see you cheers, later, mate. Gary, welcome. Oh, okay, we're Simon. Josh, what happened? I don't know what to say. Is this your fault, Josh? Nope. No, it's not, is it? No, it's not. Ref salt to me because the pen that wasn't given should have been a pen. Should it? I couldn't see it very well, but I believe I could you. see it very well, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because of the bounce of it. Because if it was off any part of the body, it wouldn't have gone down. Oh, good point. If it hit the bottom of the arm, it would have gone down yeah. instead. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You're thinking in the kind of physics. I like it different bounce okay Josh I've had a lot of um, sour, sad sad people a lot of sad people I need you to bring the mood up a little bit I know your dad will in a minute but tell me now tell me now who was your to man of the match honest, and, and what did you like about well, the game um, to be honest about the game we yeah. weren't that competitive they Ooh. were the ones wanting to go for the win in the first half Yeah. but then in the second half we were up for it okay. and we wanted it but then we just didn't. We just lost it. We lost it. We lost it. Get, who was your man in the match today, Josh? For us, Sanessi or Tavernin. Okay, nice, brilliant. Should we get your dad on? Let's see if he brings the sunshine. Hello. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm not too bad. Now, can you? Are you still going to say your little phrase? We're competitive at this level. We are, but we were brought down to their level. <laughs> okay, we've played at a different we, level. We are. So I think, I don't know what's happened at the start. You've probably all spoken about it. I was mm. like, well, what kind of formation is that? What's he doing yeah, there? What's yeah, he doing yeah, there? We and I was confused. kind of like, hmm. And it was also a game where there were lots of questions over O'Neill's decisions, substitutions, yeah. and all those different kind of things, even the starting lineup. So yeah. there's a lot of questions. I'm scratching my head a bit. But we are competitive still. We're in the mix. We're better than them. We're better than half the table easily. It's a long old season. Yeah. We've just got to let this one go. Not forget about it because there are questions of O'Neill and tactics yeah, and strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had that. a go. The final ball just didn't fall for us. Mm. So many moments like that in that game. You know, yeah. cutbacks, headers just missing. Yeah. So we were in the mix. 
and they weren't really in it apart from their goal. Mm. Classic example of switching off. Yeah, it was. In one moment in a game, and I believe that moment was because of the formation of players not actually knowing what they were doing mm. at that phase of the game at the start. Yeah, I get that. Because it clearly yeah, looked that. like a mismatch. Yeah. Was that, well, is that your man? Yeah, yeah. Or is yeah. that my man? Whereas if we'd have started with our normal four, everyone would have known their jobs. Yeah, which was odd because we had the same person on the pitch, but everyone in the wrong place. Yeah, and that's that I think he's got to take a look at himself. And yeah. I think O'Neill's got to ask himself a few questions there. But overall, I'm not going to hold it against him. As I say, we're in the mix. We're competitive. Move on. Move on, move on. Thank you, mate. Thank right, you ever so much. Care. That was lovely. Hey, Gary, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Sorry to keep you waiting there. No, that's OK. Um, well, I'm allowed out. You're allowed out. Yeah, I'll yeah. come. Come this yeah, way a little yeah. bit because we we need to be in that light. Yeah, I was going to say the curfews. Um, oh, is it okay? Yeah, well, it's seven thirty kickoff, isn't it? He's quite. Yeah, yeah, seven thirty kickoff. That's it. I think that was the problem there. They, they hadn't woken up by then. See, I like they, that. They're already a goal down, wasn't it? That's the only. That's you know, I've I've had a, I've had a, <laughs> I've had a few different excuses tonight, Gary. Yeah. But it's a bit being a seven thirty kickoff. That's the first one about that yeah. one. But I like it. I like it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think most most of it's been said there because yeah. Saturday. You've got Smith on the left, yeah. Fredericks on the right, yeah. and you think the defence is settled. Swap them around. So they must have seen something in the analysis yeah. to do that, but when 10 minutes or 12 minutes, they swapped them around yeah. and then uh, gone to back three <laughs> yeah. later on there. There's three changes in about the first half hour, and you think, well, try and settle. Yeah, and then it was all a little bit too late, wasn't it, at the end with with bringing on the late substitutions yeah, and, and yeah, Dembele, I think, coming on at that late for his debut. Rothwell, it's nice to see him. Yeah, yeah. Was it the right game to throw him in? Yeah, um, exactly. I'd like to see Zamora and Anthony on there because yeah. they always seem to work well down the left hand side. Yeah, a bit of an imbalance. Everything seems to be coming down the right. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, no, I, you make a very good point. It probably wasn't the right game for many of us uh, to bring those yeah. players on. And, and a lot of people have said, you know, you've got those two players sitting on the bench there thinking, you know, last season, yeah. Zamora and Anthony had a, had a storm, didn't they? And now well, they're not saying, most, quite, quite a lot of the um, goals came from that yeah, exactly. side of it. I always like him there, but Zamora, I yeah. think he was growing into yeah. the season. Liverpool wasn't his best. Well, it was one of the good game for anyone, wasn't no, it? No, it really wasn't. One. Really, really wasn't a good game but for anyone. The games he's come on, once he's got the confidence, yeah, I, I think he's there, and I think they're well. Just move on to West Ham and yeah, put it aside there. Southampton's a bit of a bogey side at, um, here. We'll get them one day, Gary. Yeah, yeah. We'll get them one yeah, day. St Mary's, we've got a better record, isn't it? That's yeah, the we'll, get them, we'll get them at their place. Look positive there. Yeah, I we're like still it. Still above them, I think, aren't we? In the table, they're yeah, 11 we and 18, yeah, so yeah, um, are, still are, the top are, team. Yeah. But how long that will last? Yeah. But South Coast is still ours, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, yeah. Right, brilliant. All the best. Thank you, mate. That's right. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, what did you think of the game today? Another poor game. I mm. think. Yeah, it's just frustrating um, I didn't think Southampton were really good but I didn't think we were that much better either were we um, I think we got into some sort of like good positions but it was just that final ball was just like lacking today um, you know you get to sort of like the byline try and cut back gets intercepted even like crosses from corners I think again was sort of like poor weren't they it was just got up to like the edge of the box and yeah just just really frustrating today yeah yeah it did very, very uh, difficult, I think, for, for everyone. A lot of people who've come on today have sort of talked a little bit about Gary O'Neill's decisions and his, and his uh, 
not as much as team selection, but his choice of where players are going to play, yeah. uh, which was a, a bit of a question. And then also the substitutions, although nice to see some players returning. Yeah. Not sure if it was the right game to, to see them return. How, how do you feel about all of that? Yeah, I think... Um yeah, some of his sort of like subs, obviously, he puts sort of like Dembele, obviously, like Dembele's obviously sort of out, come on in sort of like the Prem, but yeah, even like the subs and things like that just didn't seem to have sort of like no sort of impact, did they? And, no. Um, obviously, the it was the um, team side that obviously drew with, with Fulham, so obviously Smith sort of played, but he was right back, Fredericks was now left back. Yeah. It seemed a bit strange, you know, he could have played sort of like, kept Smith, put Smith at right back, but maybe play like Jordan Zamora maybe yeah. and give us that more like natural sort of like left footed. Obviously, Tavernier was obviously was playing, was started on the right and obviously came over to the left. So he had like that left foot, but maybe he could have like played sort of like Zamora might have given us a bit more of a, like a better, better balance on like the left hand side yeah. um, today. Okay, well, we go to West Ham next. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Now, when, when, under Gary O'Neill previously, we've been doing so well. Now we've hit that, that defeat, that first defeat for him. Yeah. What happens next, Mark? What, what are you expecting to see when yeah, we play West two, Ham? Yeah, two, two sort of like tough games. West Ham are those sort of that, one of those sort of sides, you know, they could be sort of like really good or you yeah. might sort of like go there and, you know, the point might be like a good result. And then obviously Tottenham sort of like after will be like a really tough game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one, one of those sort of like games and that anything could sort of like happen we could go there and sort of like play well and get a good result um, or we could not play well and end up getting a draw or you know we could get beat it's just like one of those sort of like West Ham was sort of like one of those sides at the moment you just don't know what, what you're going to sort of like get a bit, bit like us sort of like really we could like play really well or today we might not so okay, okay. brilliant thank you mate that's, yep. that's great okay cheers thank that's you that's great yeah, that was Tiggs with the mic interviewing fans outside Dean Court after the 1-0 defeat to the Saints. Cherry's fans, they've been quick to make opinions on the future of Gary Neal, but are they justified? Was this not just a case of a manager rolling the dice and it failing? Well, myself and Tom, we were at the pair at Parley to discuss the game and ponder over the managerial conundrum. And it's a, it's a really difficult one to do. It's an annoying one to do because it's the first loss we've had to talk about for seemingly a long time. It was a chance for us to record equal the seven Premier League unbeaten games. But unfortunately, Gary O'Neill and his side came short in front of the Prime Video cameras on Wednesday night. And it was a performance where we looked really dishevelled, mate. And for what is mooted a derby but isn't a derby, isn't a rivalry, you'd think that we ourselves would get up for it, but mm. it was quiet in the stands, it was quiet on the pitch, it just had such a lull on Wednesday night, didn't it? It wasn't nice. Yeah, it did, and um, it's it was disappointing, I felt, the atmosphere. I don't know if, I mean, it shouldn't too much, but I think the early goal for them really, really killed things early on. Um, but yeah, it just the on the pitch, in the stands, like I say, it was a real kind of dull affair. It wasn't a great football match, but Southampton won't mind because they got that goal and they probably would have wanted it to be a dull game after that because they had the lead. Um, I don't think they kept a clean sheet all season until that game, so that was that's really poor and neither keeper had much to do, did they? So it was a yeah, it was a it was a bad one. But um as I say they've been the lads have been pretty good lately. Um, and it was just a, a horrible way to have a bit of a blip. But we were at Dean Court and we were watching a side, Tom, mm. that lined up very differently to the formation that was shown. Obviously, they show it as a list on Twitter, so we're all thinking Unchanged, that Fredericks yeah. is going to be on one side, Smith's going to be on another, but as soon as the whistle blew, Fredericks playing on the left-hand side, Smith on the right. Didn't quite understand that. Yeah, well, it almost looked like, as you say, Fredericks was definitely on the left, and it was almost like Tavernier was right wing-back, and then Smith was right centre-back. 
um, which was a bit strange, but I thought, okay, we've, we've had this before where he first moved Smith to the left and it was to occupy Madison and it worked. So I was kind of trying to get, you know, gauge what, what the reasoning for it was. I'm still not sure. Is it just to surprise them a little bit? Um, not totally sure, but obviously we soon changed that. I think it was uh, within 15 minutes it was changed. And then within half hour it was changed again. It was like we were changing that back five. I think I worked out we changed that back five three times in half hour. Wow. Um, which is odd, which is a bit strange. Um, was it one of them things to keep him guessing that just didn't work out maybe? But yeah, it felt a little bit, it was hard to get any sort of sort of balance within the side because we were changing every every few minutes. But yeah, it was a weird one. It was a weird one because I don't really understand why it wasn't like they had someone out there, like we said about Madison, that I thought, oh, maybe we're trying to do something there. So yeah, it was strange and it, we, didn't look, we didn't look quite as comfortable in it. Gary O'Neill so far has always been quite good at reading the room, but I noticed in his, uh, his press conference that he did, he said that he was pleased with the performance in terms of the numbers. Yeah. I know that this is obviously basically his job application that's going on at the moment, but I felt like he sort of maybe misread it because a lot of Bournemouth fans hugely frustrated after that. Yeah, frustrated while I guess he's kind of looking at them kind of possession stats and how much control we had in the second half, and it just, he, he would look at it and go, it's just, you know, five margins that we didn't quite get that goal. Um, but we were, we were more, put it this way, we were much more in control than we were at Fulham in the second half, but we weren't really doing much with it. And, and as I've already said, that Southampton were happy to have us where we were. Um, I could see what he's trying to do. He's not going to come out and, and say we were, we were awful or anything mm. like that. It was just a frustrating night. And I've, I think as well with the run we've been on, we've got a game coming up. He, he won't want to just suddenly, you know, he hasn't been too carried away when we've been on this run. No. So he's not going to get too carried away after the first defeat. So I think he's just trying to keep it quite level. Um, and, and keep keep boys believing really, but yeah, there was a few tweaks and system in there that was that was really odd. Despite it actually just being unchanged in terms of personnel, um, I did. By the way, I got Southampton eleven out of eleven. First time I got eleven out of eleven. It was bloody them lot <laughs> yeah, on the preview, but got that one right. What was just frustrating for me was the lack of tempo at times. I mean, I know we started the game off Solanke had a pulled shot and. Throughout the half, we won't go in chronological order, but you know, Billing had an effort from range, of course. But mm. it just—I don't know—it just felt as though the simple things weren't being done right. Uh, like the, the, we were, we were giving away silly passes. We were gifting them possession so often. Uh, there was a lack of intensity, and Southampton really didn't have to do much to sort of merit their lead. I mean, it was um, a poor goal to concede as yeah. well when the ball was eventually worked out to the left. It was fired in. It, it was a great cross, actually. You've got to give him huge credit for the for the cross because it, it meant that Shea Adams didn't really need to do much with it. Of course, he directed it towards goal, but didn't have to generate his own power. But when you actually look at the moment that Shea Adams connects with the ball... Mm. There's no one around him. No. He's got the freedom of Dean Court. I mean, Senesi, I think, was the mm. was the man who was supposed to be marking him. But he just, yeah, he he did get caught flat-footed, and uh, it was a it was a simple goal in the end. It's one of them that Southampton will be saying that's a really well-worked goal, and I agree. But from our perspective, it's really poor. Um, yeah, the, the way they just kind of had it on the edge edge of our box and just manoeuvred it so comfortably over to that left, and then like you say, it's a ball in the box. We've only got one player to worry about, mm. and we just leave him and. Yeah, I'm right behind that, and he, like you say, the power is already on the cross, and he just he does direct it perfectly. That's that's mm. the one thing he had to do was just perfectly direct it, and he did do that. And as soon as it is, I know it was in. So, yeah, really frustrating one from our point of view. And it was it was so early in the game, you couldn't really gauge 
you know, how they got, because they weren't doing much, nor were we. You couldn't really gauge what was going on, so it was a big moment. Um, In my head was Leicester and, and mm. Forest matches yeah. where we're going to make a comeback, and I and I really wanted to see that, but there was just no evidence of that ever happening, no. really. Apart from the Phil Bill shot, there was also a, 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 mm. a high shot, I think it was flagged off for offside anywhere, where Billing blazed it over the bar, but we, yeah, we didn't look like we were going to lay a glove on them, really. It was kind of huffing and puffing, I would say, yeah. but without, as you say, mate, you always look for the the positives when you go a goal behind and it's kind of right we've done this before this might be that kick up the arse we need and we can really start taking the game to them now they'll sit deeper etc etc but yeah it was as I say it was just we were huffing and puffing but not really causing any problems and but we had so much of the game to go I thought okay this hasn't been good but you know get them in at half time you know say to the boys Leicester Forest you know we've done this before mm. we'll shoot you know up at the north stand now you know hopefully let's give them something to cheer about and, um, and we can really hurt them because they're not causing us too many problems, but it just wants to be, mate. Was the North Stand as flat as it sounded from where I was in the South? Yeah, I felt so. Yeah, I felt so. It was, oh. it was odd. Um, I really hope safe standing is a thing that comes in. Mm. I mean, you've probably seen, it's been reported in the Echo and also on The Athletic as well, about the potential of redeveloping Dean Court. It seems like this is seems an exciting time for us at the moment, but uh, the work will be going on at Canford Magna to be making it into a cap to training facility, mm. including an indoor dome. That's the thing that they're prioritising. But after that, they're going to look pretty rapidly at sorting out the stadium as well. So whether a new facility or the current one. Uh, but I would, I would love all uh, the singing North Standers who wanted to stand in the same area, mate. Because sometimes I find, I've, I've said this before, that I'm almost embarrassed to sing because no one else is around you you always need some kind of psychological profiling of supporters yeah. about when they get behind the side and if they don't shove them in the main stand shove them in the east stand or whatever yeah. um, of course people want to watch the game where they want to watch it from but we do need to get behind the lads more and sometimes it can be that 12th man sometimes we just don't help them but then they don't help themselves either no and the second half performance uh, we had we had a few chances but yeah, I mean, I'm struggling to, to remember too many. Um, it was, yeah, and we kept getting corners, free kicks that were horrific on the night, weren't they? I mean, the set pieces well, the were, were atrocious. So poor, yeah. Whether that be Tavernier, Christie, Lewis Cook, whoever it was, even Stanislas come on and just scuff one into the side net. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really, really strange. We weren't getting them right, weren't beating the first man. And yeah, we were just putting, it felt like, you know, to Southampton's credit, they would just force us wide and we were kind of putting aimless balls in the box when there was no one really in there. Um, yeah, and it was it was same old and it just was getting more and more frustrating and the clock was ticking down and you, you felt like something needed to be changed. And obviously he tried to mix a few bits up, but we've given him a lot of credit for some of the changes O'Neill's made and uh, I really can't get me around the ones that he did in this game. So Ryan Christie came off on 62 minutes and Junior Stanislas came on. Yeah. Uh, a player that, of course, you know, we know his problems with injuries. We know when he's fit and when he's on form, mm. he can change the game. But if you have a look at uh, the average positions, mate, one yeah. thing that is abundantly clear to me is how narrow we were. Very narrow. So to me, surely it would have made sense to have that natural width. Mm. Uh, whereas Junior Stanislas, he, he always likes to cut inside. So for yeah. me, that's not quite right. No, it was it was one of them that I think in hindsight it's easy to say because he didn't look quite right and he, and he wasn't very, he didn't make any impact. I kind of got, at the time, I kind of thought, OK, Christie's not having the best game. We are trying to put balls in the box. Stanislas, and we're talking about set pieces, he's normally quite good at them things. So let's see. But I agree, mate. I think um, whether it be Fredericks or Smith, it obviously ended up, they, they're inverted. So mm. that left side is always going to be coming in. 
Um, and then on the right side in that second half, we had Fredericks, who looked down on his feet. I mean, worst game in the Bournemouth shirt by a mile. I've been quite um, quietly impressed with Fredericks. He surprised me how good he's been since he's come in. But I thought he was absolutely awful. I really do. And um, yeah. I thought he had an awful game. I thought every time he got the ball, he stopped it dead and just passed it backwards. And he didn't have the legs. And he stayed on the pitch till 83, yeah. which I couldn't get my head around. So he wasn't. So even though Junior's coming inside, you haven't got Fredericks bombing on as much. And I think the weirdest thing is you've got Jordan Zamora sat on the bench, who from a fullback slash wingback um, position, he offers you natural width. Yeah. Jane Nantley offers you natural width. Neither of them come on the pitch. So it was surprising. Um, and as I say, when we were getting them balls wide, we were chucking it in and we got no one in there because Kiefer Moore's not coming on to the 83rd mm. minute either, which just, yeah, couldn't quite get me around it. Well, we weren't using the width enough. You can see by the heat maps that like, we were everywhere, but with Southampton, they barely even played down the middle at all. It was all down the flanks. Like We were dominating the middle of the park, but we've got players that can also dominate the wings as well. And like you say, we could have had, say, Jordan Zamora coming on. Who mm. I, I don't know what him and Anthony are thinking at the moment by the fact that they're bringing on Joe Rothwell, no Premier League minutes, no Premier League experience. Junior Stanislas, who's only just come back. You know, Keith Moore coming on late. Sariki Dembele, I know we've all cried out for him, but I just don't think this was particularly the one for him. It's, it's so easy to say in hindsight, because he could have got an equaliser and then we'd be saying, what well, tactical course. god Gary O'Neill is. But when you've got proven game changes mm. on the bench, it does seem to be a bit of a queer decision. And, and Gary O'Neill knows firsthand that you know Forrest game brings on Joe Nantley gets the winner yeah. like so he knows what impact it can have and he has used him and he's used Jordan Zamora as well and I don't think they've ever let him down so yeah it was it was a bit strange um maybe just having having Rothwell and, and Junior back and with Dembele kind of not getting any minutes maybe he just thought them sort of players we haven't seen enough that might get the crowd off their feet a little bit you know yeah. they're back you know let's let's try something different um like you say mate it is easy in hindsight I just kind of thought we needed a bit more um, some more connections and we all know Jay-Z and, and Anthony have that on that left-hand side and I, I, I always say it, I don't think it takes a uh, rocket scientist to know that when a team goes 1-0 up that they're struggling they haven't kept a clean sheet all season in Southampton what are they going to do they're going to go deep 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 just deeper and deeper and they're going to go invite crosses yeah. you know and just, just sit at the back so how, and you've got Kiefer Moore on the bench, how Kiefer Moore's not coming on to the 83rd minute, I do not know. It was crying out for him. I kind of thought we could chuck him on at half-time. Yeah. But if not that, 60 minutes. I, I, I can't get me around that. And right at the end of the game, I know we haven't quite got there yet, but right at the end of the game, it's the only time when we're getting balls in the box. He barely had any time, but he was getting a few knockdowns. Mm. And I just, yeah, I, you've, when you've got a team defended as deep as they are, go and occupy him with a big man like Kiefer Moore. And, and we know what he can do. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit strange that kind of Stanislas and that were... were, were brought on before him really but as I say mate if we go and nick a if Dembele puts one in the top corner out of yeah. nowhere we all go genius so it's one of them things but we've, we've praised Gary a lot and I just felt from the, the system that we've talked about and the change all the time to the substitutes to everything really just didn't quite get it right we haven't scored in the Ted McDougall stand since uh, the first game of the season. Oh, Lerma. Yeah, yeah. Lerma's goal. And since that moment, which, which came very early on, mm. the amount of minutes that Dean caught without a goal. And we've, mm. we haven't changed the change end so far, so it is always the first half. Have we conceded many at the Ted Mac conceded, though, either? Because the Leicester goal was at the North Stand yeah. end. The goal against Southampton was at the North Stand end. I don't think we've actually conceded the goal at the Ted Mac, have we? What about the Arsenal three? Oh, Arsenal! I forget yeah. about the Arsenal game. Yeah, we must have. But, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a farewell for that as well. Weird, isn't it? Uh, and I've been in the South Stand too long, mate. I think I need to join you in the North Stand to actually see a goal close up. Oh, don't because, say that. Yeah. You absolutely jinx that. But, I'll no. <laughs> but, but you know, I was sitting in the 
Ted Mack, we want a free kick on about 30 minutes from a dangerous position. Why is Lewis Cook taking free kicks? Why? Yeah. Why? I, you know, I love him. I absolutely love him. But like, he, he scored. He scores one goal per two or three seasons. Yeah. And I don't understand why. No. Like maybe he pinged one in in training and or something, and they thought, mm. okay, well, you can have one. To me, it just didn't make sense. No, all, all I could all I could think at the time was the angle of it. Maybe because I would have thought you'd probably go and we're well, obviously with Junior not on the pitch. You're probably thinking it's going to be Tavernier. Billing or Christie maybe that can hit her. Oh no, Christie doesn't. But like technical with that, yeah. and they're all left foot. And I wonder if they just thought this needs a right footer. Yeah. And Lewis thought he fancied. But yeah, I agree, mate. I think without without Junior, we don't really have. I thought Tavernier might be that player, but he hasn't shown it yet. And it's nice to have someone from set piece in it to cause a few problems. We don't seem to have that. Even last season, we had like Brady at times yeah, yeah. near the end. So yeah, we're kind of missing that a little bit. I'm not sure about, I'm just thinking of his kind of position of that. Is Rothwell able to smash one? I'm not mm. sure, well, maybe we'll, time will tell. But yeah, it was a um, was a weird one. I do remember the one you're thinking of. I mean, it was just over the bar, but it never looked like it was threatening, did it? But yeah, I think when you're a team like like us, you need to you need to be good at set pieces because you're not going to have many chances in games, as we've seen. Um, going into Lewis, though, I would say that if you, it was hard to, but if you push me from out of the match, I think I might give it to him. Yeah. Just because I felt that he was ubiquitous, mate. He was everywhere, wasn't yeah. he, Lewis? And, and I thought uh, many times of the game there was a lot of safe passing and kind of people going, oh, they're so deep. I'll give it to you, you do something. I'll give it to you, you do something. He was going, look, give it me, I'll drive. Yeah. And he was trying to push up the pitch, which we know Lewis can do. So he deserves credit for that. And again, probably say Maps, to be fair. I thought he didn't yeah. do anything wrong. But yeah, um, and I, I said it in the fan cams briefly, mate, but watching that game um, live, obviously, and, and really, I was really kind of looking at Dom at times and thinking, this boy is getting asked to do so much. It's, it's ridiculous. He was so isolated at times. But he's like, he's going, right, I'll go and get the ball on the halfway line. I'll beat three men. I'll let off. Then I'll make the run to try and get it. No one was giving him options, though. He's so, and that, that's why it frustrated me. I don't know if, if you agree or, or people in the comments agree, but sometimes I just feel at certain games where you go, if Kiefer Moore comes on, even if he does nothing, mm. what he does is he occupies the centre-half. Yeah. He gives him something to worry about and then Don can get freer. Yeah. And Don's comfortable sitting just off Kiefer. And I would like to see that a little bit more. Maybe people will say, I think it was the Brentford game, they started them both, it didn't quite yeah. work. But yeah, there are certain times where I just think, I'll oh, give Dom some help because he's such a good player, but he's being asked to do so much. Can you bring yourself to praise Southampton with the way they went out? No? Flair looked nice. Um, <laughs> no, listen, they, I, I, yeah, I wasn't impressed by them, but as I've, I have kind of alluded to it, that they got an early goal, well-worked goal. What, what do we expect? Why are they going to come out then? Mm. They've got the goal, and to be fair to them, the team that kept a clean sheet, they were comfortable defensively. Um, War Prowse always gives you um, a lot of energy in that midfield. I thought um, even Armstrong and, and Adams were, you know, pressing quite high. And yeah, and I thought the uh, the big blow for them is Carl Walker Peters come off. And I've just seen that um, I think it was Jacob Tanswell actually put on Twitter that it's long term, and he's probably there one of their best players. So that's a blow for him. But I thought the left back Perraud who put the ball in. I thought yeah, it's the first time I've really probably seen him. I thought he was good. So yeah, they they dealt with things pretty comfortably. So they deserve credit for that. And I think they'll be in the mix. Yeah. But they, you saw at the end, I mean, I could give them a load of stick that how mad they went with the celebrations considering it's not a big game. But I think it was more that relief. They yeah. haven't won in a, in a while and it was a big win for them, mate. So taking all the rivalry and the much I don't, don't like them too much aside, um, they will probably say they earned that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just by the way they went about the game, they were disciplined and organised, which is not something that when we're talking to Jacob, it seems like they've yeah. had much of late. So they, they'll take some credit for that and they needed that because I think they've got Arsenal next. So they've got... 
they really needed to get something and they, they probably earned it because we didn't do much. I know that uh, a lot of people have had their opinions on Gary O'Neill, certainly before the Saints game, but afterwards I think I felt as though it was a little bit harsh that many people who were 50-50 or even open to Gary O'Neill getting the job, all of a sudden, after one yeah. managerial catastrophe, they are instantly saying he's not fit for the job. But then I, I, I did sort of say on Twitter, you know, there were times when Eddie would do that, but he had credit in the bank. Um, Gary O'Neill hasn't done that. But it, it, it did seem to be uh, a little bit knee-jerk, some of his decisions that he made th- and uh, mm. a lack of experience there, a lot of people are saying. I think it's an easy thing to say in that I remember that, you know, Parker got a lot of things wrong, say even last season when we got promoted, but everyone kind of, oh no, he knows what he's doing, don't worry yeah. about it. But then if Tyndall or Woodgate made a mistake in a game, I'd go, see, no experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just an easy thing to fall to is, you know, it's that. I think if you have always been under the impression of, I don't think you should get the job, that's fine to say told you so kind of thing, because yeah. it, it, it didn't work out, absolutely fine. But to, if you weren't sure, to use that game just to make yeah. your decision is a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit weird, a bit knee-jerk. But I personally have, have always, you know, at the end of the day, went and lost a game. So I've always been very complimentary. And I think even if he, whatever happens now, I would always be complimentary of what he's done. But I've be... always been very much like, let's stick to the World Cup, let's readdress. Do I, have I been, you've got to give him the job, absolutely not. Has that changed my mind, that game? No. no. I probably think he's a man that can take us up to that World Cup. Um, which we've said a lot of times, and then hopefully Foley will be in properly yeah. and we can make discussions and, and see who we want to get in. But he's, he's done a really good job coming in and I think he would do a good job as a manager in the future for someone. Yeah. Right now, do I think he's the manager we should go for in our first Premier League season back? Probably not, but that's not just off the week. Yeah, Interesting, interesting. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm not entirely sure we can say much more than that, to be honest. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of any... We had like one little... Was it... Uh, it coming to the box and Bazuna kind of lost it yeah. the and I'm in that north side I think Lewis Cook fired it across yeah. and to be fair to him they always seem to have a centre half in the right place yeah. but yeah as I say it felt like the only time we were causing a few little weird problems was when Kiefer come on and it just gave him a, something to worry about but yeah it wasn't a game that I kind of it felt like all game I thought we could be here another hour yeah. it wasn't going to happen for us so one of them things but listen if we, if we go to West Ham and, and get something out of the game and perform well we'll just put it as a, a little blip and the, these are the kind of managerial tests that Gary O'Neill will have when he becomes a manager of whoever. Yeah. That's his defeat and how, how do we bounce back? So it'll be interesting to see what lessons he's learned, whether he's learned any lessons at all, because I think this game might maybe, um, maybe it could compound people's feelings towards him at the moment by saying, no, actually, he really shouldn't get the job. Or maybe they'll think twice and it can be swung back into the balance again. So, look, it's um, a huge game for him personally. Mm. Whether, whether he's seriously contemplating the top job, I don't quite know. But either way, for Bournemouth, it's a, it's a game that... Um, do you think yeah. they're a team that we could get at? Uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, they've got good players, haven't they? I mean, Declan Rice sat in, fr- sat in front of that defence is a top player. They've got Skamaka in now, as well as Antonio Bowen. So they have got good players. Mm. But they're, they're, they haven't been amazing this season. I think we can... I mean, I think it's Forrest's only win against them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they, they can be got at, and I think we can certainly go there and get something, but it will be difficult. I think, you know, listen, I think... Let's look at... You know, let's remember that people are saying enough that, about Gary O'Neill's lack of experience. So let's think, you know, he's, he's made a lot of changes in games and it's worked. Mm. And he's probably tweaked too much, and I reckon he's probably he's probably learnt more from that than he has in any previous game. Yeah. He's maybe you know it's just me thinking out loud. Is maybe he's gone back in and going right? I've been mixing things up lately. It's worked because it's like I'm changing things. And it's yeah, working yeah. every time. I've overdone it in this game. Yeah, that's right. I need to reset. Look at myself a little bit. Look at what went wrong. Yeah. Um, it might be the best thing that could happen, mate, for for him personally. So. 
you know, they always say that, I can't remember what the exact saying is, you learn, but you learn more when you lose, yeah, don't yeah. you? As, as a group and as a manager, and Gary O'Neill can go in there with the boys now and go, right, this is the first time I've lost. If you like me as much as you say you do <laughs> yeah. and you like working for me, let's go and react. Yeah. And if we react, we'll go, maybe it was a, a weirdly a good thing. Um, but it is amazing how we, um, you know, un- invincibles to, oh shit, we're looking over our shoulder yeah. a bit here. It's football, we like it, mate, and let's just, um, let's hope we can bounce back. I, I believe in the group to, to bounce back and, and give a good showing on Monday and in front of the Sky cameras as well. Mm. So hopefully it'll be a, I, I think it'll be a tight affair. I think yeah. it'll go either way. So there we go. Next, Bournemouth are travelling to West Ham United. That's on a, on a Monday night. That's another televised game. That's going to be on Sky Monday Night Football. We've had some pretty good games, actually, at the London Stadium. Our last one, not so good, though. So we'll gloss over that. But it's going to be a chance to hopefully celebrate on Tom's birthday. So, yeah, we're going to be dropping a pod on the Tuesday. And remember, for preview stuff and all sorts of content, until then, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash a. FCB podcast. Until then, up the cherries and we'll see you and hear from you and you'll be hearing us. I thought it was on a video then. <laughs> see you soon. Cut. Richie. on Walker. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.